Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Simon Lucian and he's the founder of Hype Collective. Hi Simon. Hi Daniel, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure mate, looking forward to uh, having a bit of chat. Um, Simon, do you want to jump straight in and tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, um, so I run an agency called Hype Collective, um, which is my day job. So um, I founded it four and a half years ago. Um, we're specialists at marketing to students and young people. So uh, spend a lot of time uh, working with clients that want to target 16 to 24 year olds, either through kind of influencers or events or um, kind of researching that audience. Um, and yeah, we're now at the stage where there's um, like 12 of us full time at, at Hype and then quite a lot of kind of part timers, freelancers, that sort of thing. And we work with thousands of students each year um and then um we also have a sister company uh which i'm also a director of which is hard numbers which is a b2b pr agency which i'm less involved with on the kind of day-to-day operational level but there's about 20 of that 25 of them um over at hard numbers as well wow so marketing and pr then is your uh your bread and butter yeah, hundred percent. So I, I kind of fell into it straight out of university. Um, I was one of those annoying uh, ticket sales guys at uni selling tickets, <laughs> trying to convince you to go to a club night that you didn't really want to go to. Um, and actually, the company that I was working for at the time um, got approached by BlackBerry mobile phones, which shows my age. Um, and, <laughs> uh, it was my job to go around uni campus trying to convince students that touchscreen was just a fad and it wouldn't take off um, and that you'd all be back to BlackBerry in no time. Um, and it was, it was a tough gig. So, um, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but that was my first experience of kind of like, uh, I guess, any form of marketing or sales. Um, and then I kind of fell into a few different sales roles or with like kind of selling marketing services, I guess. Um, and then launched out on my own. Yeah. Uh, well, four and a half nearly five years ago which uh wow. scary uh, for me so what did you uh what did you study at university uh i did politics and philosophy um at cardiff uh which i um i loved cardiff loved loved going there um i don't remember a huge amount about my course i'll be honest um but um i met some really good people i edited the student magazine when i was at uni um and i always say that was the best decision i made for my career in fact my business partner i met editing the student magazine so uh our relationship hasn't really changed he he still makes everything look beautiful and and i um shout loudly and try and get people to do things so um it's it's um uh but yeah met loads of people through that and that's that was probably the the most useful thing for me that i got out of you was the the network i met yeah i mean that's always an interesting point um I personally um, value going into straight to work opposed to going yeah. to university. I think that's my my sort of standpoint. But people that have said to me they valued university often say they didn't necessarily value the degree they did, but like you, they value the network. And is that your your point of view you stick with? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I was, you know, if I had a, a kid who was considering their decisions at 18 now, I don't know what advice I would give, but um you know it's it's very different when it's this much money it was a lot cheaper back in my day um so that i had a good experience and good return on it but i don't think that means that it's for everyone and i also don't think um at these rates i think it's something that you need to think a lot more 
lot more mm. about also I think like the level of opportunities straight out of school now you know when God, I sound like a dinosaur but when I <laughs> when I was going to uni like apprenticeships just meant that you were you know there was a very limited number of trades that took on apprentices you know now you can be an apprentice for you know Microsoft or whatever mm. and so when you're hiring for either of your businesses is that something you look at do you, do you particularly care if somebody has a degree versus someone that doesn't have a degree um it's a bit of a strange answer to that one so in principle I don't care at all um however at Hype we specialize in marketing to students and primarily university students mm-hmm so actually, weirdly, if you didn't go to uni, there's quite a lot that you don't know about uni. Um, yeah. So, um, like we, and also we have this talent pipeline from. So we employ each year over a thousand students, either as brand ambassadors or content creators, um, and that's the main way that we, you know, we recruit people. Because, uh, for example, Anna, one of the account execs that we work with, she worked for us for six months as a brand ambassador then started writing for us while she was a uni student um she'd already worked with us for over you know 18 months before she graduated mm-hmm. um, so she kind of knew the culture she knew like how we work she met us loads um so we have a i guess a slightly different talent pipeline to, to most organizations mm, i think it's really interesting what you're doing and we've actually had another founder who's got a very similar company to yours on the podcast previously but apart from your two companies I feel like I could be wrong here. It's a kind of new segment to marketing or a relatively new segment to marketing, focusing specifically on uni students at universities. Is is that fair in saying that? Um, I, I mean, having worked in it for a while, it's, it's, you know, targeting students isn't new. It's a bit of a targeting students is quite a, an anomaly in that mm-hmm. um, I would say like if you go, there's a crossroad in Manchester where all the uni of Manchester and man met students will walk past you on a day and there's no other audience in the world where you can get like 50,000 of that audience just to walk past you in a single day unless maybe you go to a festival mm. um, so there's always been like freshers fairs have been around forever that's you know um, an old established way of marketing to students um, but I think it's probably a growing segment uh, and the ways of targeting them has evolved like you know 10 years ago it was just take a pop-up banner and stand on a street corner and um tout your tout your wares or whatever um but now it's a, a much more complicated and advanced market um but i do think it's interesting you like it's not just students you're seeing lots of agencies set up one of the changes that i've seen is that accessing certain channels um is actually getting easier so running for example paid facebook ad campaigns the practicality of it is getting easier and easier Mm -hmm. so in order to justify our worth as an agency if we were just to become a specialist paid facebook ad agency it's really difficult to justify a significant fee Mm -hmm. um and it becomes a bit of a race to the bottom so you're seeing lots of agencies look for different ways of articulating their difference and i think one way of that is looking at specific audiences and building up an expertise in that audience so um i saw one the other day that was specializing in marketing to over 60 year olds which i think is completely sensible because typically they're the 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 cohort within society that has the most disposable money Mm. income um so Mm. i can imagine there's lots of brands out there that want to particularly target your over 60 year olds uh, and have that expertise 
Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And so working in marketing, um, what are the kind of key skill sets that you think somebody that's going into this industry and specifically what you're doing would need mm. to kind of acquire? Uh, I'm going to um, reference somebody that I met who was the creative director at Google. And wow. he said, um, he said, there's two skills that I can't recruit for at Google. Um, people who can write well and people that can sell well. Wow. Uh, and it's not at all that like, obviously, you know, there's shortages of people that can code and tech and all that sort of stuff. But I think um, those are the two skill sets that are hardest to find people that can can sell and people that can can well sell by writing, basically. Um, I think like one of the virtues of everyone is now a kind of a content producer and can video edit and and shoot better content than you know we could ever have imagined but one of the skill sets that's really declined is is the ability to write well um and i think it's something that is very worth investing in because um that will i don't think ever be automated or replaced um that ability to write yeah i mean we've heard this a lot recently actually from uh, other entrepreneurs that started their companies having somebody that can write is is like a secret weapon almost you know that copywriting skill is is just really really sort of yeah there's very few people out there so anyone listening to this that wants to get into this kind of world or or any world really at this moment that is a fantastic skill to learn have you got any sort of maybe tips about how to do that or or, or places you'd go to learn that maybe so i mean i'm not sure on places uh may, I, I might uh, i do know somebody who will know so maybe i'll defer that question to them and send you some links to put in the yeah sure uh, in the comments if that's okay yeah great my main advice is that it doesn't need to be formal like we're looking for people that can write witty interesting compelling uh stories uh or like short short copies so i like one thing that i always think is as a young person you think that writing is you know like writing a letter to you know um the monarch or whatever mm. uh, where we're looking for people that can write relatable real copy and actually take away the formality and and um you know be witty in their in their prose uh so um that would be my main thing as a, as a tip um and i will defer the links to other places to learn about how to do that better uh, to later yeah sure no problem and if somebody's thinking of going into this world of marketing, would you say there's any key personality traits that you see in people around you that help them to succeed? Um, so I'm going to reference another one. Uh, so my business partner, Paul, um, he has this kind of um, welcome induction talk that he does to all new employees. And he always says, so he's uh, 33, I think. And he always says in his recruitment, the key thing that he's looking to avoid is recruiting a 24-year-old version of himself. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Paul, at 24, thought that the solution to getting promotions and to getting new roles was to be the smartest person in the room and to think innovatively and think outside the box. What he didn't understand at that stage was that actually the most important thing is to be reliable and dependable. If you get the rely, if you get the reputation with the age within the agency of being reliable and dependable, that is way way more valuable. Um, because what what happens is, you know, when things go wrong, 
that's when things get noticed. And if you can be reliable and dependable, all the like the brilliance can be learned and, and you will you pick that up through experience. Um, but I think that pra- having the ability to be hyper organized, the biggest challenge about working in an agency is that you will have lots and lots of projects all running simultaneously and it's very complicated and the you will be spinning lots and lots of plates if you can um keep it simple and focus on keeping those projects spinning i think that's the most most important skill set that i'd look for in a, in a junior member of staff yeah it's a great point um, and then let's talk about the industry in general. I think over the last few years, um, we, we've had a few people from marketing on the podcast. It's been really interesting. But somebody threw out a really mad statistic. I don't know if, you, if you've heard this before, but there's something like 30,000 marketing agencies in the UK. Um, yeah. Now, they all vary in size. But as an industry in general, it seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you see that remaining the case over the next few years? Or do you think it might slow down growth-wise? Um, so I'd say the reason there's lots more agencies is actually, um, I think 15 years ago, our, our clients would have wanted to work with a big established agency that was reliable. Um, they would spend the vast majority of their budget with a single agency. Um, and that agency would manage everything that they do. Um, today with technology making it easier to work with lots of different partners um clients are much more willing to work with smaller agencies so i think there probably aren't there probably there is definitely more people working in marketing today than there were 15 years ago but it's not proportional to the number of new agencies there are um like i i thought when i set up hype that my biggest issue would be brands wouldn't want to work with a startup agency that they'd never heard of Mm-hmm. Um, but our first clients were like co-op adobe um big brands that were willing to invest their budget in a small startup agency because they bought into the expertise that we have mm-hmm. um so that's that's a trend that i've noticed and i don't think that's going away anywhere soon because um like ways of working have got more efficient so one single marketing manager can manage five or six agencies quite easily now whereas before it would be much easier for them to just manage one um um, and then in terms of developments with the agency i think you'll see within agency world i think the whole marketing world will continue to increase but i think there'll be certain pockets that increase disproportionately quickly um probably the one that i think will increase the most is any agencies related to producing content um brands are like under huge pressure now to constantly produce content like you know 10 years ago they would have had a handful of channels that they were operating plus their website now they're producing content for instagram tiktok snapchat linkedin twitter um their email their website has to be up, updated every five minutes so there's like a real drive from brands that they need a huge volume of content to be produced um so i think that's is um really important um and so i think that's probably a big area of growth within the agency kind of landscape interesting so a load of opportunity coming up in content production we're talking video maybe audio things like podcasts all of yeah. that's going to grow and grow right yeah definitely and i think actually interestingly affordable video so um 
you'll have the same number of people making a big TV ad. I don't think that's going to, in fact, it may even decline as less people watch TV. Mm -hmm. You'll have a huge number of people that want, um, you know, 30 videos for TikTok and they don't want to spend a million pounds on it. They want to spend, you know, a, a more realistic amount of money. So it's that sweet spot of creating stuff that, um, can be used on a daily basis as opposed to having like one massive big splash campaign that might, you know, before you might have made one advert that you stick on the TV and in cinema. Now that same budget is being cut up to work on lots of little um, projects. Interesting. And for you, what would you say has been the biggest positive that you've taken away from working in the marketing industry so far? It's the people, I think. Like, I think it's a really creative world. If you're, interested in meeting loads of creative people that are passionate about like a craft so whether it's graphic design or photography or video or uh whatever it is um like i just love mixing in those circles and it's a great excuse to to meet those creative people um and i think it's an industry you know yes you can earn good money in marketing but the people that get into it often get into it because they're passionate about that craft. Um, and I think that that means that you get, um, yeah, a, a really interesting group and an interesting, like, diverse mix as well. And on the flip side of that, what's been the biggest challenge so far? <laughs> Running an agency. <laughs> um, no, it's, um, I think, um, uh, you know, obviously navigating COVID was difficult. We went into covid um primarily 70 percent of our revenue came from events before covid um so that was um obviously tricky um and um uh yeah i think i think like the um the challenge of running your own agency is sometimes it's quite cliche but you know when it's difficult you can't go and um share necessarily everything uh with everyone in the team because um they don't need to hear that mm -hmm. uh, so i think that's um that's been the the biggest challenge for me um within my career is the difficult days um kind of who you share that with and how you talk about that and i'm i'm really lucky i've built up a network of like mentors and trusted people within the industry um but i think you have to really you have to proactively look out and find those people basically Mm. and tell us a bit more about hype collective now how does it work i'm i'm really interested in the uh the student marketing place i think that's that's a really interesting take on it yeah so our kind of our commitment is that every campaign that we run is co-created with students um so we think that creates positives for the students and that they get paid they get work experience i think it's a really tough time to be a young person today um so um they at a very minimum they will leave with their bank account a small amount higher than it was before and something to talk about in an interview and put on their cv um the benefit for the client is that they're getting a campaign that um their audience has been involved with um so you tend to get some you know i'm 34 and not that old but constantly reminded how out of touch and how old i am uh, <laughs> when I'm working with students um so i think the client is getting something that is um crafted by the audience um whether it's an event or an influencer campaign or a piece of content um and kind of more authentic in in how it's produced um and uh quite simply a little bit more cost effective as well because you're not paying you know what we'll do is we'll partner up a student with a kind of qualified expert um, but the student is doing most of the work who is largely 
you know cheaper than uh, than the qualified expert um mm-hmm. so the client is getting a product that is authentically created by the audience that they're looking to target but also potentially a little bit more cost effective as well interesting um would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now uh well if i couldn't be a footballer a model <laughs> uh <laughs> which i'm assuming i wouldn't be able to do yeah i love it i think it's a great industry i think it's um it's probably an industry when i was 18 i didn't have no clue about the scale or size of it um and the variety of roles on offer mm-hmm. um so i think marketing is a an industry that most people fall into um and that's a bit of a shame because i think um there's loads of people who don't even consider it and don't really know kind of what it entails i always thought it was just making big tv commercials Mm. uh, which is obviously a very cool and very significant percentage of the industry but it is not at all the majority the majority is other stuff sure and then maybe just a final piece of advice for anyone thinking about going into marketing what would you suggest they put on their CV or their LinkedIn to sort of attract anybody's attention? I think the main thing is try and speak to people within the industry and just pick their brains. So I think people are more willing than you think to give up their time to mentor and coach Um, people that have, and you don't need to, if you're just starting out, you know, you don't need the, you know, CEO of the world's biggest agency or biggest brand to coach you. Like somebody who is, three or four years ahead of you in the process would be super useful um i always think that's the most important thing and then in terms of stuff that you can put on like i guess any experience that you can get if you've got experience growing your own following on instagram or tiktok or if you've got um experience you know writing a blog or editing video do that like experience doesn't have to be just professional experience if you love travel photography stick it stick it in like we we just want to we want to know people that kind of understand audiences and are creative and care about their craft so that's not not always um kind of paid work it can be hobbies and, and side projects as well brilliant well thank you so much for your time simon it's been an absolute pleasure um and where can people find you and your business and what you're up to um yeah i'm on uh linkedin most um so that's my name's simon lucy l-u-c-e-y uh hype collective we're best on tiktok have a search on tiktok or instagram um uh, and we've got the website any young people that are interested in kind of work opportunities you can register for them um there's kind of always a feed of them on the website so it's hypecollective.co.uk for that brilliant thank you simon cool